I have had people come to me and they talk about lying in bed at night and just crying into their pillow and begging God to take this away from them because they don't want it anymore. Yeah, it, it really does make sense and it raises a few challenges and certainly as we think about scripture and how the church has used the Bible as kind of like a reference book. But a, a reference book to support their own biases. Yeah. Free Falling with the coach and the counsellor, Daryl and Beck. Making sense of connection, spirituality and being human. One of the challenging things over recent years, I suppose that's quite divided our community versus our church, you know, and there's some football players coming out and making all sorts of statements, and it's around the, I suppose, the gay community or the LGBTQI <laughs> plus community mm-hmm. and the relationship between that and God and the kind of division there that some would suggest that the lifestyle of this particular group of people is sinful. Mm-mm. And I suppose where we've come out of, we've changed perspectives on that over time. And I know that I have as well. And, you know, you start off taking just the blanket approach of the community or, or of the church or whatever. But then as you start looking at it and then coming to wrestle with the scriptures, then then there has been some change. But what's been your experience in, I don't know, understanding people or, or is it about connection or I'm not sure how we tackle this one? I mean, obviously, this is a group of people that are like any other group of people and and not necessarily they're just human beings aren't they exactly and i think that's kind of why we've been so we knew we wanted to talk about people from the lgbtqi plus community but i think we've put it off for so long for a number of reasons one because we didn't want other people yeah because i guess we just see them as human Human beings beings. so as two people in heterosexual relationships talking about this stuff it kind of seemed quite privileged and quite yucky like neither of us kind of wanted to do that and had hoped to, to speak to someone from that community which we will absolutely still do but yeah I I guess my experience for what it's worth growing up in the church I was told 100% that you cannot be gay and be a Christian gay Christians do not exist because if you are choosing to live in that lifestyle as it Mm. was called then you have chosen that over God and you are choosing sexual immorality over God Um, so you can't possibly be a Christian and that was weird to me even as a kid I didn't understand how if someone really loved God how they couldn't just love God regardless like it just didn't make sense to me and so I kept questioning that over and over and then when I became a teenager I met gay Christians and I found out they do actually in fact exist and just because someone else has labeled them as not being able to have some sort of relationship with God or whatever, that great, you actually have nothing to do with it. And these people are experiencing incredible community with God and being embraced. Having said that, even then, a lot of the people that I was meeting were striving for celibacy and had kind of accepted that their lot in life, I guess, was to be celibate and to be alone. And in order to, and see, that seems to be quite fine in most modern Christian churches. that you can be gay and that's okay like sure we love you just don't act on it don't live that out and that seems to be a really nice compromise (laughs) for the church like cool 
we love you as long as you're not living out the sin. And that just made me sad to see that people... Like, why just because of the people they love, do they not get to have these full lives? It didn't make, Mm. it didn't make sense. Not that being coupled or having sex makes you have a full life, but there was a part of their lives that were being limited. And so just over and over again, there was this incongruence in what I was being told and what my intuition and emotions were telling me, which was that. These are just human beings loving other human beings. Mm. And it's as simple as that. And so I quietly, I guess, came to the conclusion that you could absolutely be a Christian, MBA or trans or bi or whatever. Whatever you are, you can be fully you. Your sexual identity exact- doesn't define no. your spiritual connection. That's right, yeah. exactly. And I think my biggest regret about being in the church and holding that position for so long was that I didn't make it public until maybe five years ago. And even then, I don't think it was fully, fully... I wasn't fully affirming. Like, I was yeah. just still like oh I don't know if you can be a gay pastor I don't know how people would respond to that so and was that was that also around the time when or was it possibly before then so in Australia in the last few years Mm -hmm. there have been the the big vote around whether there should be gay marriage yeah yeah so by then I was fully affirming and in my writing like I was blogging at the time and stuff and had put some stuff out there and on Facebook saying to the LGBT community I love you you are welcome at my table and so I made that really really public so by then it was obvious to anyone who knew me that that was my stance of fully affirming. But even by that stage, I had started to step out of leadership roles within the church. And it was only a few months after the referendum took place that I ended up leaving the church entirely Mm. anyway. And in large part, it was to do with that. And so much of what was being said up the front from the church that I was attending, so much was said in a loving way. But it was, (laughs) yeah, it was anything but because you can't profess to love someone and accept someone if you don't fully love and accept all of who they are sorry no people have had to do that their whole lives we're sick of that type of love yeah and there was this whole idea in Christian circles or conservative Christian circles that I suppose I grew up with that if it was a sin then if you work on it then you can be healed of it yeah, yeah. You know, uh-huh. like it's like a thing. Yeah. And I think I was in that camp for a while. You yeah. Know, with, a, with a few people that are part of my life. But I, I talked with a friend of mine who I've known for oh, 20, 30 years and talked about his story. And he was, shall we say, struggling with his homosexuality mm-hmm. and being a Christian and mm. trying to work that out and he was trying to work that out for decades mm. and so part of understanding more of his story was just looking at looking at what his life was about what conclusions he came through as he'd struggled with it literally for decades mm. so he went through every kind of healing ministry or healing process or yeah. like just from one across to another he got married and he had kids but was still struggling Mm. shall we say Mm. with his sexual identity there and was feeling suicidal and different things and we say struggling because if you're 
in that environment where yeah. everyone is telling you that you're doing the wrong thing and what you're feeling is the wrong thing and you want to believe yeah. you want to believe that and you want to be good it is a struggle yeah oh look because you are battling your feelings yeah that, yeah these are feelings yeah. i don't want to experience yeah that's right and yeah i'm trying to do my mm. best to overcome them whatever way and so he was telling me about this and how eventually for his own mental health and all that kind of stuff mm. he he gave up trying to battle yeah but of course that had its own costs in terms of definitely his marriage mm. and family in some ways but then also in terms of his connection with conservative mm. churches and in the local area where he lived what would he be able to do to be able to be part of a church community or to, to express his Christianity in some ways yeah so it was heartrending to hear his story to hear his struggle and you know if I ever thought that this kind of gay conversion thing was a possibility mm. that was definitely sent to the place it deserves to go yeah <laughs> in kind of understanding his journey yeah it's just not it's just not a thing yeah and like it was only probably a week ago from when we're recording this that Cy Rogers passed away right. he was a huge teacher in yeah. the Christian community speaking of his successful gay conversion therapy and went on to marry and have children and I'm not at all trying to say that his experience for him wasn't real I can't comment on that it's his life but I have to say I was brought up with his teachings and brought up listening to his CDs and even given them like in the last 10 years someone gave me the CDs to listen to again because I had started asking questions of someone yeah, that was right. a lot older than me within the church I was like you know what I don't know I don't know I don't think I agree with you guys on this I was like no well you've got to listen to his teaching again I'm like okay and listen but I just felt sad for him the whole time I was listening and so I heard of his passing last week and I had these really mixed feelings like mm. it's always sad when someone dies and you think about their family but if I'm honest there was a part of me that hoped that his message would die with him yeah. And I know that it won't. <laughs> and I felt a bit guilty for thinking that, but it's caused so much pain. And I have had people come to me and want to confide and tell their story. And they talk about lying in bed at night and just crying into their pillow and begging God to take this away from them because they don't want it anymore. And they don't want to be like this. And they don't want to choose that. And my heart breaks. Like to be hating yourself for who who you are and having no control over what you're feeling and believing that God must hate you so much that first God made you feel that way and then God won't take it away like mm. that's just I can't I can't reconcile continuing this message that is literally killing people the suicide rate and mental health statistics around people from the gay community are just huge particularly for adolescents and that's just like fuck off no no bible verse no doctrine is worth the life of someone that is in pain like just yeah. can we quit this shit yeah it, it really does make sense and it raises a few challenges and certainly as we think about scripture and how the church has used the bible as kind of like a reference book mm. But a, a reference book to support their own biases. Yeah. Yep. And 
there's a whole chat we can have about about how you approach the Bible in a way that kind of makes better mm. sense. And there's some. And there are ways. There are oh, solid yes. theological teaching. Like if that's your thing and that's what you need in order to explore this in a way that feels authentic to you, there is myriad teaching on yeah. this topic that is solid and, and backed up by peer reviews from people that are also in the faith community. Yeah. Yeah, and I think in the Western Evangelical Church, preach, we're used to, we, I'm not even there now, but anyway, hmm. we have been used to preachers cherry-picking scriptures and yeah. joining them together as kind of proof texts. Hmm. And it's kind of interesting, some of the stats on the use of the terminology in the mm. Bible and how many texts mm-hmm. point against mm-hmm. this as a sin and again how do we look at sin and you know I'm not sure that as we've kind of talked about a little bit before I'm not sure that God looks at sin the same way no that way. we do that perhaps it's actually yep. more on our side of the yep the gate that this is where the separation lies it's not For about sure. god's welcoming mm-hmm. of us it's mm-hmm. actually about us separating ourselves so good god. yeah Man. that's right so that's that's the first point but then a couple of interesting stats the word homosexuality was not used in the bible till 1946 i was horrified when i heard that it's like, kind of sickening isn't it like I, just Yep, still, still I'm speechless. How, how have we had this metamorphosis in such a short That's period it. of time? And it's then, from then on, it's kind of developed this kind of its own thing. And it's almost like the whole, I don't know, it's kind of reverse Victorian prudishness where sexuality and, and your sexual morality has become a center point, a center point of whether whether you're a Christian or not. Mm. And it's the greatest, greatest thing about, you know, <laughs> the greatest thing you can do. Almost. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, really? Yeah. Um, how come Jesus never talks about it really? Yeah. You know? That's right. There's no... Because it's not in the Bible. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so can you just explain, you said the, yeah. the word homosexual. So how did it end up there? So it's, again, it's, it's to do with translation. Mm. And there are a couple of Greek words that are used in the New Testament in Paul's writings. And one of the words is not used anywhere else and it's not even used in other Greek writings around it. So mm-hmm. there's some to do with soft, which is, or, you know, could be effeminate. But mm. in Greek culture of the day, that's actually to do with if you shaved your face, if you didn't have a beard. So like, okay, that's not necessarily to do with homosexuality at all. Mm. So there's, there's kind of like throughout the whole Bible, there's really only six references. And these are called the hammer verses and that kind of thing. Mm. And it's kind of like these proof texts that say, oh, 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 this is what God thinks about homosexuality. And again, in each of these, in each of these verses, the word homosexuality is not used. Mm. It's, it's a reference because it wasn't actually part of an understanding in, in the cultures even. Mm. So if we look at Paul's stuff, we'll start there. We can work backwards a little bit. But Paul's stuff, if we look at the cultural of the time, and this is... Can I just interrupt you for two seconds and say, Paul, for those people who may not be familiar with the Bible at all, Paul, he's been attributed to yes. a chunk of books in the New Testament. In the New, yeah, in the in the Revelation since Jesus, shall yeah. we say, um, looking at in the Christian faith, for sure. Yeah. And upon a lot of his teachings, there have been extrapolations into mm. doctrine and into ways of interpreting and, and judging life. So one of the things that was going on in Greek culture when he was writing was kind of that Roman orgy kind of thing, but also using sex 
pretty much it was very malicious where masters would have slaves and have mm. sex with them mm. even boys and, and mm. children mm. and you know there's horrible stories of them having parties and then just grabbing mm. kids or, mm. or men and going having raping mm. them basically yeah yeah thank you i was going to correct you on that. raping yeah. them yes and then even killing them you know like yeah and just and just being tossed away and like yeah that's the value of human life and it was you know Ugh. Yeah. And so when Paul is talking about using some of those words, he's actually talking about this kind of expression, mm. which is quite different yes. from looking at it. a loving, consensual relationship yeah. between two adults. Yeah. And it's, so it's got nothing specifically to do with some particular same sex. Mm. Yeah, thing or anything like that. So that's kind of one example. And then uh, again, there's a few other things like that. We look at the Old Testament and sure, there's one thing in Leviticus. got a whole bunch of laws about how we should live. How, no how the no yeah, mixed like, mixed materials that's for clothing. Right, that's right. There's a whole I hope you're bunch. not shaving your face, Darren. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Just every now and then. And had a whole bunch of laws on the things to do to keep and keeping yourself clean as, mm. a, as a woman in your menstrual cycle mm. and staying away from the... Because we so need to be told more things to do with oh, our bodies, yeah. please. And, and probably for the time, these rules were quite useful. And one of them was... Yeah, a man should not lie with another man, something like that. But again, if you take that one and you just pull that one and you pull that into the 21st century, yeah. well, how come you're not pulling the shellfish one That's in there? That's right, yeah. How, how come you're not pulling the one where you, you're not supposed to wear, yeah, the mixed, yeah. mixed what is it? Mixed, mixed fabrics, yeah. yeah, mixed threads. Like, like cotton and polyester, don't uh -oh. do it. Cotton and polyester existed, you know what I mean. Example. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how do you, how are we going to judge based on that? And we've made sex, like sexual sin, yeah. like has just become this huge, anyway, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that alone. But yeah. it's true, it's taken, it's wildly, it's got this big magnifying glass on it, but it's got nothing. It's crazy, and it's robbing people of experiencing incredible, beautiful sexual experiences within loving relationships across all sexuality. We've all kind of copped it. Yeah. <laughs> this puritanical bullshit. So there's a lot of grieving to do in that area. Yeah. And certainly as it does if it does rattle your cage if you start looking and starting to explore this as someone inside the church and start to say well then how do i approach scripture because you know it seems in a modern translation mm. that this is what it says mm. and i was in that place well uh, i see what it says i can't understand why it says that mm. was it to do with the you know the con mm. the culture of the day is that what it is or oh, no because mm. and then you know theoretically you've got these other ways oh well when it's talking about sex it must be more important therefore you've got to judge mm. that differently from <laughs> other levels yeah it? okay yeah but um to understand that the way it was translated was also through lenses mm. you know your own cultural lens of the moment so from post 1946 oh let's just call it homosexual yeah yeah so that's a tragic so i'm not sure what the restoration is now certainly 
within the existing Western evangelical church. There's a lot of work to do in that area. I see some more welcoming churches around, but again, mm. it still comes back to how you read scripture in that sense. Yeah, that's right. And what value you place on this book and how they integrate it. Like if you actually looked at it through the lens of Jesus, mm, yeah. Jesus who was for the outcast, was yeah. for the minorities. And there's even verses in there. I remember listening to a podcast talking to a, a, a transgender person who was looking for some kind of validation from scripture, who was actually, who studied at seminary and saw Jesus talking about eunuchs in, yeah. in the gospel and mm-hmm. and how they were accepted. So that's a, a change in your that's... sexual status there. But obviously this is not something that was around yeah. uh, in, those, yeah. in those times. But again, it just shows Jesus' acceptance. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think something that really helped me personally when I was being told that you can't, you can't be good without God. Like we on our own as humans are sinful. And so I started to think about that and realize this deep love and compassion that I had for the gay community was welling up inside of me. And I'm like, if I am not capable of love and goodness on my own, then where does this love and goodness and compassion for these people come from? Mm. It has to come from God by the own logic of the people telling me that it can't. And let's put that aside. I'm feeling this love. I know that that absolute deep, deep love for another person, like it comes from somewhere outside of yourself. It's generated inside, but it comes from external divine source anyway. Like it's okay if you are feeling that love, pull it back. Where's that coming from? Because if you're being told you can't manufacture that by yourself, then great. You've just been given a license to keep on loving even more wildly and freely, seriously, <laughs> like pull it apart and, and just go do your thing. It's sort of like as well, we understand that God creator made all things, mm. made humankind and it was good. And, you know, there's, there's variations on, on what happens after that, but mm. But we are a people of difference, the human race, mm. and so much variety. And, and Thank you know, God. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But apart from that, that is all good. Mm-hmm. And weirdly, sometimes we devalue and put different value on difference accentuate difference so even in some perhaps who have down syndrome or Mm. you look at any Mm. other difference Mm. maybe you would call autism a difference Mm. as well or you've got one leg shorter than the other what whatever yeah you go well this is still god wonderfully (laughs) made Mm mm-hmm do we call these other things? Sins? Right, exactly. It's just different expressions of divinity. Some people do call those other things sin, yeah. actually, but let's not even give them any time. Well, um, weirdly, that, uh, I think um, that was part of a Jewish understanding or, or heritage that they came went in even in Jesus' time. Mm. And he said, you know, there was somebody thrashing around on the ground. I think they were having some Epilep- sort of... Epileptic yeah, seizure. Yeah. Oh, was that his f- the father's? The father's? Fa- that's right. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. Jesus kind of refuted that. Exactly. So kind of says that exactly. This is not, you know, when we put that difference and, and certainly there are struggles in our community for people with difference, but there is an opportunity as well. And we have a friend who celebrates their Down syndrome child as a wonderful blessing in their yeah. life. And I think that is... That's, I mean, the fact that we even have to bring it up. Exactly. And, and see, problem, part of it? me, exactly, even as you're saying it, I'm like, why are we talking about this? So difference should not be seen as a lesser or more or uh, sinful or none of that. That's right. We should be celebrating humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. To get to that place. Exactly. We are part of that creation and the expressions sometimes can be individually challenging, but as a community together. Yeah. We can all support each other and we can all be part of that expression of God's nature. You know? That's right. And I think we miss profound opportunities when we are unwilling to sit and listen and engage with someone's story and just really immerse ourselves in their experience and what life is like for them. What is it like to be you? And if someone is gracious enough to share with you their story in the hope that you might maybe understand where they're coming from then shut the fuck up and listen because that's just that's just huge and the amount of pain that we're doing by sprouting things that we haven't even investigated for ourselves but we have just regurgitated information that we've been given from a pulpit no this is killing people we have blood on our hands every time we refuse to engage our heart and mind in the way that we are supposed to Mm. and embrace people i was not sure if i was going to share this when we started talking because it's deeply personal to me and i didn't want to dishonor anyone else i attended the funeral of a friend of mine in the last few years who was gay and he was living with his partner and his family are deeply deeply fundamental religious family and at this funeral there was zero acknowledgement of his sexuality zero acknowledgement of his partner and of the life that he had shared with his partner and it took everything in me not to stand up and walk out but it left me feeling not just the grief of losing my friend but the grief that even in his death he could not be accepted and loved and farewell the way that he was supposed to because of bigotry and because of lack of understanding and of compassion and a rigid holding to this set of beliefs and without deeper investigation and the justification around his death broke my heart and it was even said by someone that it was good that God took him early because it prevented him from continuing in his sinful lifestyle and gosh just yeah I still am coming to terms with how to process that I guess and process that he was not honored the way that he should have been yeah we know there's been a lot of hurt within the church and it's spilled over into even that discussion in the community or debate shall we call it in the community around same-sex marriage and all of Mm. that stuff it is time for us to grow up somewhat as the human race it really is yeah it's starting to happen around the place and old uninformed ways of thinking of Mm. non seems to me non-thought through ways of thinking Mm. 
and misinformed translations if you're within that spiritual tradition are doing damage that that needs to be undone yeah it does we need a restoration again yeah. and understanding that as people who are created on this planet mm. that come into this planet we all have value mm. each one of us none more than any other that's right whole completely valued regardless of you know what we do in our bedroom exactly Good grief exactly i just want to really thank you guys for sharing this space with us for for listening along with us and for commenting on our facebook page and yeah it's just been really encouraging that has been our heart to hear your stories and connect with you guys and so daryl and i just really want to say thank you for that and what an honor it is and a privilege it is to hold that space with you. And if you would love to hear your own voice on our podcast, maybe you'd like to leave us a message and there is a way to do that. On our website, that's right. Perfect. Free-falling.com. Amazing. And there's a little button on there, right on there to, to leave a voice message. And if you have people that come to mind when we're talking about stuff, please invite them to listen along because, yeah, we really, we really would love to connect with people who... Maybe haven't always had the space. And we can really support each other and encourage each other. And you know, one of these days, we'll see the world change. Yeah, It'll be a different world because 